Grace and peace, brothers and sisters. I'm Vicar Derek Kabilis, and this is Exile Cast for August the 28th in the year of our Lord, 2020. Boy, today we, we have a special treat for you. Um, we have a little interview with our brother Benjamin Little. Uh, if you know Ben, then you know he has, without a doubt, the most ironic name in our entire congregation, uh, because he is, in fact, not little at all. He's very tall. Um, I sat down with Ben last week, and we just had a little conversation. I, I know you guys are missing one another, and I do hope you all are keeping in contact via phone or porch visits, whatever it is. But I thought it, it might do your soul some good to start hearing a little bit more from one another out on the podcast. So make sure you listen all the way through to the end um, to hear something from our brother Ben. Uh, we have a pretty good-sized conversation there if you want to know a little bit more about Ben and where he comes from and uh, what he's passionate about. I, I invite you to uh, stay tuned and listen to that. But before we get to him, I do have a scripture I'd like to put before you all today. It comes to us from the 23rd chapter of Matthew, verses 25, 26, and 27. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites! For you clean the outside of the cup and of the plate, but inside they are full of greed and self-indulgence. You blind Pharisee, first clean the inside of the cup so that the outside might become clean. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites! For you are like whitewashed tombs, which on the outside look beautiful, but inside they are full of the bones of the dead and of all kinds of filth. <clears throat> you know, these past several months, we've been talking a lot about hygiene, right? And the effects that hygiene has upon our health. In the church, as a matter of fact, I noticed this morning, we still have the signs that we posted all the way back in March about making sure, not just that you, you wash your hands, but making sure you wash your hands for at least 20 seconds. You know the drill, singing the birthday song or a verse of Oh for a Thousand Tongues to Sing, whatever it is. We all got a really big and clear lesson that we weren't washing our hands often enough and, and that we were touching our face a little too often and so on and so forth. And now we've learned just how badly we can be infected by a lack of hygiene. Well, this morning... I want to talk a little bit about spiritual cleanliness. I want to talk about 
spiritual hygiene. I want to talk about a clean spiritual diet. You see, brothers and sisters, the same way we have to be careful about what gets on our skin and, and goes into our bodies, we have to be careful about what goes in to our minds and our spirits. And that means being careful about what our souls are ingesting, right? The, uh, what, what comes to mind is, is what I've heard the kids refer to as doom scrolling. Have you heard of that? Do you know what it is to doom scroll? It's when you're online, you're on social media, or you're on a news website, and you just start scrolling through and clicking on everything that makes you angry. You, you just start uh, uh, looking through and, and, and reading and ingesting everything that makes you mad and, and frustrated. Whether it's about politics or, or COVID-19 or whatever it is, uh, people seem to have this impulse to seek out the stories and the tweets and the Facebook posts that, that make us sad and mad and, and just totally exasperated. Hey, have you felt that? I, I actually think I'm guilty of doing that. And you just feed that part of you that is frustrated by... Uh, you name it, the state of the country, the other political party, the virus, whatever it is. And even though you know it feels bad, you keep doing it. You know why? Because even though it makes us sad and mad and angry, it also kind of makes us feel righteous doesn't it? I mean, think about it. Being able to point to someone else and tell yourself just how wrong and, and stupid and, and evil they are, well, that can make you feel really good. And it can make you feel like you're good, like you're reasonable, like you are holy, and that's how it becomes addictive. That's why we can't stop, why, why it's so hard to turn the channel, why you keep clicking on, on article after article, coming back night after night, before you go to bed, after you wake up, you just keep ingesting that kind of, of frustration. And before you know it, your soul is tired and infected and just plain sick. But you know, like any kind of hygiene, like any kind of diet, it can't just be about keeping the bad things out, right? You, you gotta replace them. It, it's also about keeping the good things coming in, about eating your spiritual fruits and veggies. You know what I'm saying? Munching on, on love and light and hope so that you can nourish your heart with things like grace 
and beauty, truth and forgiveness. So let me do a little test here. Uh, just, I, I, I want you to take a minute and I want you to compare how much time you've spent, let's say, watching the news or scanning social media. And then I, 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 I want you to get a mental picture, just an estimation, whatever it is. How much time do you think you've spent doing those things and compare it with how much time you've spent, oh, I don't know, uh, reading the Bible, right? Or, or reading something else that's, that's spiritually uplifting, a, a daily devotional, uh, the upper room, an, an inspirational novel, what, whatever it is. How do those two things compare? Likewise, how much time have you been complaining about such and such a thing or so and so? And, and, and then how much time have you spent in prayer? We try this. Over the past two weeks, we've, we've had the conventions going on and all that, you know. Over the past two weeks, can you count how many politicians' faces you've seen? A Democrat, Republican, uh, Libertarian, Socialist, it doesn't, doesn't matter. How many of those big, beautiful faces made in the image of God, mind you, how many of those faces have you seen screaming at you through the light of a screen? On your television, on your smartphone, on your, your iPad. Okay, now let me ask you this. In that same period of time, the last two weeks, how many flowers have you seen? And I don't mean out of the corner of your eye as you're driving down the road, uh, you know, as you walk into somebody's house, whatever. No, I, uh, how many times in the past two weeks have you looked closely enough at a flower to be able to count the petals? How many times have you appreciated the beauty of a tree? How many times have you intentionally tried to summon gratitude within your heart? How many times have you said, I love you? How many times have you taken a walk with someone special? So do me a favor. Just please humor the vicar for just one second here. I want you to take out a pad and a pencil if you have it handy. If not, you can do it a little bit later if you're in your car or whatever. Um, but if, you're, if your spiritual hygiene is not where it needs to be. If you think your spiritual diet is not as healthy as it could be, 
then get a piece of paper or post-it note and write down one thing that you want to cut out. One piece of soul-darkening spiritual junk food that you need to cut out of your diet. And then right underneath it, jot down one thing that you want to put in. And it can be small. Taking the time to read one paragraph of the Bible every morning. Or getting back into the habit of, of, of reading a devotional like The Upper Room or whatever it is. Or, or go for a prayer walk three times a week. Or um, every day put in one phone call to a friend or a family member. Whatever it is. Cut one bad thing out and then put one good thing in. And the next time you see me, tell me how you feel. Thanks, brothers and sisters. Coming right up is our brother, Ben Little. Grace and peace, brothers and sisters. I'm Vicar Derek Kabilis, and this is Exile Cast for August the 20th. At least that's when we're recording it in the year of our Lord 2020. I have a very special guest with us today, a, um, a very special member of our congregation, a very important member of our congregation, a very beloved member of our congregation. Uh, Mr. Ben Little is here. I don't know why he's laughing. It's true, man. <laughs> well, thanks for having me, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to see you. How are you doing? Oh, I'm getting by. I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. Uh, blessed with health and blessed with uh, the ability to work and uh, haven't haven't missed a beat there. <laughs> so it's uh, it's good. I'm doing well. Thank you. That's good. Um, remind everyone where it is that you work again. I work for Gojo Industries in Cuyahoga Falls. Uh, that is a manufacturing facility where we make hand soap and Purell hand sanitizer. Uh, the batches of product are made in that facility. The uh, machines that fill the bottles are, are run there. And I'm part of a maintenance crew that is responsible for keeping those machines up and running. So I'm sure you haven't been very busy during this whole <laughs> pandemic, have you? Uh, I kind of <laughs> lost track of how many days. Um, in fact, it was easier to count the days off. Yeah. on one hand after several months but uh, wow. yeah it's it's a little different lately i've had some time off which is nice um and hopefully this uh this is maintained this that we can, we can continue to have every other weekend off yeah that that's nice. really great that's really great so uh if you all remember um ben is married to lydia and um, their children are Zoe and Brady. Um, 
tell me, you guys got married, uh, what, maybe a year or two before I got here? Right. Um, it was in the end of March, um, 2017. Okay. And Do you so remember you, the day? <laughs> I just got you in trouble. I'm so bad with dates. If I didn't, uh, if it's not in my Google, calendar, I gotta, I gotta gonna... figure out the editing function now. Okay. Uh, and you started later that same year, or the I started year? in July of 2018. 18, yeah, so about a year and a half later. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, how did you guys meet? Match.com. Wow. Online. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Was that um, was that an easy process for you? No, uh, <laughs> uh, I had tried a couple of the free online services, oh, yeah. and yeah. you kind of get what you pay for. <laughs> <laughs> so I decided to bite the bullet and pay the money and become a real member of Match.com, and uh, the the results were a lot higher in quality. That's good. Uh, and ultimately, well, you can see that. Yeah, that's how I found my wife. Ooh, that's cool. Where did you guys go on your first date? It was downtown Akron to Chipotle. Oh, okay. That's right, because it's a it's a Mexican it's a it's a spice often used in Mexican food, but Chipotle is a. Am I saying that right? Chipotle. Yeah. Yeah. That's the place in cilantro. Oh, oh yeah, gosh. cilantro. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. a Thai sushi place. Yeah, downtown, right? Chipotle is like fast food. Yeah, it's like, oh, okay, well, God. that's fine. But it, yeah, 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 cilantro. But that's an herb that's used in, in yeah, Mexican yeah. food. But they serve Thai and sushi there. Oh so yeah, our, it's great. First date. My wife and I have been there yeah. a few times. Uh, subsequently, that was the same place where I proposed. Oh wow! And. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a restaurant that kind of holds a special place for us, I think. I guess. So what did you do? Did you do, like, the thing where you, like, slipped it into the bottom of the glass or something? Or did you just take a knee right there in the middle of the restaurant? Uh, it was her birthday, so we had some family. I think her sister. Uh, I was there. Of course, Zoe and Brady. Uh, I think one of her sister's friends with, was, was with us. And it was under the... Oh, wow. Pretense of a birthday dinner, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, there wasn't any like big to do about it. But I, you know, got on one knee and flipped out the ring, and that's awesome. And the grace of God, she said yes. That's really cool. That's really cool. Well, I, you know, going back a little further, did you grow up in this area? Is this where you're from originally? No, I'm from a, a little town further south of here called Carrollton. Uh, it's not too far away. It's essentially between Canton and New Philly, uh, but you you would take a little bit east of 77 to get there. Um, It's a rural community, farming community, Uh, born and raised there, Um, graduated in 95 from the high school there. Yeah, so how did you find your way to Uniontown? I had moved out a couple of years after graduation um, 
I went to college for a bit and then moved into Canton uh, and just started working around there and just kind of moved into the Portage Lakes area then okay. with uh, uh, my first wife. And then we bought a house and I don't know, I, I just worked with Ace Hardware for years. Yeah. So I was there for over about a decade. And um, they, they operate out of Norton, Portage Lakes, and Ellet. Mm-hmm. So I've always been kind of close to the Ellet and Portage Lakes locations. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I met Lydia, and a couple of years later, uh, we were married and bought a house in Uniontown. That's awesome. So how did you find your way to our church specifically? Lydia was looking for a vacation Bible school for Zoe, uh, but Zoe had not yet started kindergarten. I think she was four years old at the time, and there wasn't a VBS program in the area that would take kids that young, except for this church. So it was their liberal age policy that, you know, (laughs) kind of brought us here. Uh, Lydia started coming here then, and kind of fell in love with it. You know, it is a nice church. It's not too big. It's not too small. It offers a lot. It's got a lot of potential. And um, she got me to start coming. And I kind of took to the pastor at the time. He was a big yeah. fan of baseball. And Jim. worked in some, some sports analogies into his sermons. That well, helped. I'm not too good at that. <laughs> well, so. it, it helped me in my growth because I had kind of not really pursued my spirituality up until then um so if i'm just putting my toe in the water it was a nice warm water to put my toe in you know if we're going full out with that metaphor Mm -hmm. um but i think the lord has a has a great plan and when it was time for him to move on i was ready for a better bigger challenge and i think that's where you came in okay okay bigger anyway (laughs) (laughs) um that's good that's really good um you know what is it um uh that kind of keeps you coming back here what do you love about this church what what makes this sort of your church home it's the the combination of of so many things we have a beautiful building. Mm-hmm. Um, aesthetically, it's gorgeous from the outside. The sanctuary is just beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, the congregation here was always welcoming, always warm, very uh, positive. Yeah. The opportunity, I think, that, that uh, I could pick a ministry and step into it and be welcomed into it and then um, encouraged to, to grow in it. Uh, that was really interesting uh, to be a participant, you know. Um, there was a part of me that was just okay with coming in and taking up a, a seat in the, in the pew uh, for a while, but I, I felt like I had a higher calling. I felt like I could be doing more. Uh, Lydia and I had multiple discussions about mm-hmm. what could we do to help stimulate, you know, um, 
and we both had young kids at the time and felt like children's ministries were were calling for us and we jumped in with both feet and absolutely you guys have done an amazing job well thank you very appreciative of it that was sort of you guys were some of the first people i talked to when we Hmm. when we got here and you guys were ready um you know uh it's it's so obviously it's difficult doing children's ministry in the year 2020 Mm -hmm. anyway and one of my biggest frustrations is that um you guys are so great and i felt like things were at least moving in the right direction with that ministry and now this pandemic has hit Mm -hmm. and it's just like a gut punch Mm-hmm. Um, for not just that ministry, but, you know, all the ministries of this church, it's been really hard to kind of get through and whatever. But you guys really rallied to uh, offer a vacation Bible school online. Mm-hmm. And I was really impressed with that. That didn't come from me. I I, I mean, I, I kind of had thought about something like that, but I was like, Man, how am I going to ask, you know, mm. um, Ben and Lydia and Whitney and, and all the folks on um, the education committee to, like, do this, like, really weird hmm. thing. But you guys were like, no, we want to do it. Well, we were very blessed to have Holly on the team. Yeah. On, um, she has education experience and brought that to the table and gave us the... The, uh, her experience with the format of Google Classrooms. Mm. And we were able to use that as our platform to build a VBS on. And we could integrate videos. We could integrate, yeah. you know, text. We you could guys integrate. did the YouTube videos there. We made some of our own. We, we borrowed heavily from a, a church in England, believe it or not, that had oh. already put together this kind of a program in a very different way, it wasn't intended to be a vacation Bible school type format, but we took it and amended it, uh, streamlined a lot of it, uh, which was probably the hardest part of the creative process, mm. was picking and choosing the right content and making it feel like it was a vacation Bible school week. Yeah. And having uh, continuity between the days. Yeah. But having it just different enough to be interesting and and uh, captivating yeah. that a kid would want to do it day after day. Absolutely. Well, on behalf of the whole church, I, I thank you guys for that. That oh. was just an awesome thing. Well, you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, just generally speaking, you know, what have you guys been doing to kind of cope with life in the midst of a pandemic? Um, well, uh, we, we walk a lot. We take the dogs mm. for a walk outside, you know. Uh, again, this hit in the spring, and the timing could have been a lot worse. This could have hit in the fall, and then everybody hibernates for that mm. period of time, and you get on top That's of cabin. That's a good point. On top of cabin fever, you, you, you wouldn't have an option of going anywhere. Yeah. And that would, I think things would be, maybe morale would be worse than it is. But at least we're able to get outside, walk the dogs. Um, since restaurants have opened up, we've been able to go out here and there. Um, of course, practicing social distancing and 
Practically Absolutely. bathing in Purell <laughs> before and after. Um, you guys just have a button for your shower. That really just <laughs> well, that. I have a dispenser mounted to the cabinet next to the kitchen sink. Wow. Yeah, wow. It's pretty high tech. That's good. Oh, yeah. Uh, I am excited that we have an event planned in September, the night of the 17th, I believe, in Warren, Ohio, at a drive in movie theater. Wow. Big Daddy Weave and Zach Williams are putting on a concert. And That's I, really cool. I don't know if you're familiar with any either of those Not two really. artists. Not but, really. Um, one of the things that come out of this pandemic, you asked me how I've coped. Um, again, the timing, uh, Lent started, and mm. I decided to give up music that wasn't faith-based mm-hmm. for that, that period of time. And I found my spirituality connection deepening. You know, um, I still don't have motivation to change the radio station. Mm. I'm locked in. and wow. Well, that's where I heard uh, my first Zach Williams song. And his music speaks to me. It's, it, it, t- it, it, like, pierces my soul. It's mm. unreal. The, like I said, I grew up in Carrollton. It's a rural community. Mm-hmm. Country music's a, a big thing. And I grew up on Hank and... Yeah. David Allen Coe and Willie and Waylon and my grandma singing Old Hank. And it's to hear him sing pulls some of that back into today. Mm. But his lyric content, because he's a man that, that struggled with his life decisions mm. uh, and came out the other side through faith stronger and I'm excited. It's a thing. He said, how am I coping? I got a light at the end of the tunnel to look forward to. Yeah. And I, I can uh, go to this concert, and I don't know how we're going to listen to it. I'm probably going to have to steal a truck and sit in the bed and just yeah. you know, set up a chair. And so, so it's it's actually at a drive-in theater yeah. with a stage mm-hmm. and all that, and they'll do like an FM transmission type thing. I don't know. They'll probably just set up, and you can roll your windows down oh, and listen okay. to the the show. Yeah. I, I, I'm still not sure about all the details, but. That's really cool. It's That's something really to do. Cool. It's yeah. something to do. Absolutely. <laughs> what about with your kids? What have you been doing with them to kind of... Oh, my goodness. There's a never-ending supply of stuff for them to do. They've always got um, bikes to ride and games to play. and We really can't go anywhere. It, it's still yeah. difficult for us, especially with the schedules the way that they are. We couldn't take a couple of days and go. But... Uh, Anyway, I don't even know where we'd go, you know, yeah. comfortably. Yeah. Um, but they're they're getting by. They've they've got their. Uh, well, um, my wife came up with a really neat idea of giving them chores and paying them for it, and it's been awesome. Oh, okay. <laughs> they they both kind of jump right in, and they like. The, oh, that's cool. They like the way the the money works and. How to save, and and, uh, I could get into further detail about it, but I I know Lydia would would love to tell you all about that's good that system. Well, we do, you know, at the parsonage. There's um, always a supply of dog fur to be vacuumed (laughs) up if they're looking for a part time gig. Yeah. Um. Uh. You you actually mentioned in Bible study. I'm going to put you on the spot. Um, that you were watching 
some very specific movies with your son Brady. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, we started watching the Karate Kid series mm -hmm. from the 80s. And those movies have some timeless life lessons in them. Yeah. You know, the way that, that uh, Mr. Miyagi mentors Daniel, and he, he, you know, Daniel has a real average American teenager attitude mm. when he when he first steps into, you know, Mr. Miyagi's life. And, you know, he, he's indifferent about things. He's noncommittal. He's uh, heated at times, short fuse, doesn't know how to process his feelings well. And Mr. Miyagi steps in and gives him some life lessons and discipline at the same time in a way that resonates and I thought that was wonderful for Brady mm. to be able to sit and watch and Brady was into it like, yeah know, it's, for whatever reason those old movies they, they still hold up absolutely you know there, there's no CGI and crazy no, special effects no. and that but even the music's cheesy but it's <laughs> oh no I think it's the best part man <laughs> especially the original Karate Kid but um yeah, I, I was watching it a few months ago, and when uh, when um, Daniel's hurt, when his knee is bad, mm -hmm. and uh, Mr. Miyagi just wants to throw in the towel, but but Daniel knows that Mr. Miyagi can fix him. Mm -hmm. Mr. Miyagi's like, there's nothing left to fight for, so on and so forth, da-da-da-da-da. And Daniel says... But you taught me about balance, mm -hmm. and I'll never have balance if I don't do this. And then when Mr. Miyagi kind of puts his hands together, <laughs> and oh, I still feel it, like yeah. in my heart, like, oh, man. Yeah, I'm getting goosebumps <laughs> over here. That's a great scene. It is. And never mind the fact that Daniel actually wins, spoiler alert, <laughs> by kicking the dude in the face, yeah. which it's already been stated in the film that that is an illegal move, mm -hmm. but nobody cares, <laughs> and it's fantastic. He winds up with uh, Elizabeth Shue at the end, and oh, it's just amazing. It's just amazing. Um, finally, you know, what do you want to say to all your brothers and sisters here at the United Methodist Church of Uniontown? I miss you guys. I really do. I miss the... The fellowship, I, I miss seeing your beautiful faces. I, I miss the kids, being able to to grow spiritually with them. Um, I just, uh, I look forward to the day when we can all get back together, and that day will come. And I think that Amen. knowing that uh, helps me get by day to day, that there will be a day when we all get to see each other again. And I love you all. All right. Well, thanks for coming out, Ben. You're welcome. Thanks for having me.